Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a miracle made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver infused fabrics that actually make temperature regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not like getting too hot or too cold or whatever, you know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind. Miracle made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But more than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful. And it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made, come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today, you'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation, episode 174. This is the thing about John O'Donnell that I want to point out, though. He would play so basketball. <laughs> no, we I, lived right next to an elementary school, and he would play in their basketball <laughs> field. Because it what took them 45 court? minutes to realize it wasn't one of the <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the school. Not the tallest knife in the drawer. <laughs> I'm with you, man. Um, yeah. I, um, I think you no, and I should a, go undercover like a 21 Jump Street thing. <laughs> yes! We could uncover all the shit going in. Dude, I was, I was hanging out in Brooklyn with some people, and they were like, how old are you? And I told them, they were like, oh, my God. God, what's, what's like, wrong? We thought you were ten years younger than that. I was like, still got. Yeah, it'll work in your Two, favor at one point. One. Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about politics. Oh my God, they can't stop laughing, and where we hold on to democracy as it whips from side to side like a mechanical bull, hell bent on throwing us into a drunk bystander at a cowboy-themed bar. Wow. <laughs> Provocative, though, right? Yes. You want to really bring democracy into your eye mind. Um. <laughs> your eye mind. So okay, real. So Spoken guys, like a true Buddhist. Um, the deal is, though, that I am your host, Nagin Farsad. And, uh, and, and I'm really working on my inner thigh strength so that the fucking mechanical bull does not nice. hurl me off and hurl a republic off into the distance. There it is. There you go. Nice. Um, Got a kegel for justice. <laughs> democracy. <laughs> Today, 
We're going to talk about impeachery, about DACA, about new entrance to the 2020 race um, to ensure that it's always fucking crowded, and uh, the resignation of Katie Hill. We're going to talk about all of that. And um, I have a super ridiculous panel with me here today. Um, ridiculous in that they're both ridiculous human beings. Um <laughs> Yep. <laughs> a little bit reckless of her um, right, to have us both on at the same time. I, uh, okay. <laughs> Poor planning or the best planning? Um, first time to the show, but I've known him for so many good This is your first time on the show. You looked at me like I, it wasn't your first time. No, as you were saying, I know you. I was making an earnest face of connection oh, of our yeah, friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you interpreted as me being like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, we have known each other for a very long time. Uh, we have, in fact, lived in the same quarters. Yeah. <laughs> Roommates. Which makes it sound like we were sailors on a boat. We yeah. were sailors on a boat is the thing. We and did. that's how I know Basically, him. Basically, you're surrounded by um, water. And- <laughs> Yeah. yeah, in the boat of Manhattan, yeah. that the is boat life. Of, the boat of of SS New York. <laughs> Holy shit, Manhattan's just a big boat, you guys. <laughs> Dude, we're just on a blue, you know, oh, spaceship. Man, I knew it was a simulation. <laughs> yeah, we're a on a boat, boat on a spaceship, is, and, and just and, hurtling through the cosmos. And this is where the Matrix content goes. Into this it's is the glitching direction. the fuck the out right now. The Matrix Four Manhattan Boat Edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you've seen him as a correspondent on Redacted Tonight. He was super hilarious. He's no longer there, um, but amicably no longer. There. Yes, amicably. I don't, I don't know why I'm. But Is like, he amicably redacted. He's redacted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been redacted, redacted tonight. And Oh, and he has a, a, a special that you should all be immediately watching called Manic Depressive Chocolate Fountain Operator. Yeah. Um, and he's just one of my favorite comedians to watch. I mean, Aww. really, he's so fucking funny and ridiculous. Uh, and he's a great friend. And you guys, it's John F. O'Donnell. Hey, hey. I'm so psyched to be here. Returning to the show, you've already recognized his voice by now. He's a writer. He's a producer. He's a comedian. He's going to be in Florida next week. So look at his website to see uh, when you can catch him in a Florida. What city in Florida? I think one of them he is doesn't south even of know. Tampa. Okay, great. <laughs> great, great, great. He has no the idea. real classy um, part of Florida. Uh, and he's also a veteran of the United States Armed Forces. And this is Veterans Day week. Yay, That's not a thing. thing. But anyway, it is Veterans Day week here in our hearts at Fake the Nation. <laughs> um, and it is our one of our favorite alumni, you guys, Benari Lee Poulton. Thank you. Hello. Such a, yeah. such a, such a pleasure to be back. Um, Fuckos. Mm. <laughs> By the way, can you tell him real quick what sure. Donnie did to the Veterans Day parade? So, because, uh, you know, he's uh, the president. He decided he was going to do the opening ceremony, which is normally open to the public. But uh, he popped in and uh, it's a clo- it was closed. Uh, all the security had to come in. And because of all the security uh, procedures that go with, with the, the president. president being in town and they're already closing off the streets. So it's already like kind of a shit show in the morning anyway. They couldn't even start the prep for the parade itself till he left because they couldn't let people down so into the area. So he delayed it by hours. So it was like delayed by hours. So the so the Veterans Day Parade itself, so, and he was gone before the actual parade started. The, ve- the, the like parade a champ. that's for the veterans. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, like, let he me just pop in for a minute. closed door ceremony. <laughs> so then it went into the They delayed yeah. the entire thing yeah. by several Mess hours. Mess this up for a while. Make it about me until everybody's annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Then get out of there before it starts. 
tweet about it. It was a good day. Well, of course, the opinions expressed are my own and no way represent the United States. But you do speak for Ambassador George Taylor. No, what's his name? William Taylor. Bill Taylor. And, and uh, you know, look, those guys. Can <laughs> we talk? We're we, going to get into okay, it. Wow. But first, we need to hear a bell because we're going to start topic number one. There it is. Now now we're free to note that the impeachment <laughs> hearings began on Wednesday and everyone who was home probably watched uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy um, a back episodes. I'm talking about the one from the early oddies uh, or other programming. Um, maybe they, they want, turn to see what was happening on C-SPAN 2 instead of actually watching the impeachment. <laughs> um, so let's clue them in to what happened. Uh, was there anything that stood out to you? Bernard, you were going to note something. Yeah. George Kent's goddamn bow tie was phenomenal. I like way to show up, way to show up for the cameras, man. You fucking did it. I fucking literally (laughs) wrote in my notes George Kent bow tie. Ah. That was so meaningful to me. How did he wear a bow tie? That guy is not a. He's not like the fucking State Department gesture. He is an actual. He's the assistant. Deputy to the to uh, Mike Pompeo that specializes in the and Eastern Europe and like the four, Caucasus. And yeah. he's, he's and worked he's under like four, four or five pres- different presidents. presidents. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah like he third generation yeah. diplomat. Yeah. He with a bow tie. I mean, that's bow ties can go either way. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he pulled it up. Tucker Carlson in a bow tie yeah. back in the day. Exactly. Screw that guy. But this guy, you know? he g- it gave him. I feel like. But then there was like Senator kindly, Paul Simon ah, with his bow tie. Ca- a so, kindly disposition. A kindly, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so it's I kind trust of a wild this man. Card. I'm a Mr. Rogerian yeah. sort of vibe. Very yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was. It was. I liked that it. it was a bit of a wild card. He's like, I don't know what to expect from this guy. But then. It was. What did you know, we hear from this? Guy? I like to think when he undresses, he keeps the bow tie on till the end. Never takes it off. <laughs> <laughs> he's a never nude, but <laughs> he's just a just bow tie. Bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just mention, by the way, that he said um, that the his testimony said something like. Um, that the Trump administration was always trying to, quote, gin up politically motivated investigations that were, quote, infecting yes. uh, U.S. policy towards the Ukraine. Um, he t- He's the one who testified that George Sondland mm-hmm. said that, uh, that the President Trump, quote, cares more about the investigations of Biden with Giuliani, which Giuliani was pressing for. Right. Him. And he also basically uh, laid out how problematic it was for Rudy Giuliani to be running whatever he was running there while they were trying to do their diplomatic duty and that how, how much chaos that was causing. But I thought the the most powerful thing that he said was he took a moment at the end of his uh, opening statement to bring to light the fact that three of the lifelong civil servants that had been smeared by Republicans, many of whom were sitting in on that committee and the president were not only lifelong civil servants, but three of them had fled Nazi Europe and communist Europe to yeah. come to America to serve this country, to fight against the forces of fascism, to fight against uh, corruption uh, and giving back to this country that they were really um, that they were some of the most patriotic and the most American yeah, In fact, wow. George Kent, I think it servants. was George Kent or maybe it was uh, Ambassador Taylor who said something like there has been a George Kent serving in um, uh, the United States for 60 years. Yeah. Like, because he's like Yeah, a Kent said that. He's like third, third or, generation. Yeah, yeah, third generation. And like, to Bernari's point, I can't mm-hmm. believe that those, you know, heroic people who fled uh, 
the Nazis and authoritarianism and came here to, uh, you know, really be these lifelong civil servants. I can't believe they're being so anti-American now. <laughs> I mean, it's don't, a, it's don't a you turn, know? It's a turn <laughs> we just didn't expect. I mean, it's going to tear know? the country apart if we hold a president accountable for obvious bribery and extortion. For things that he has Come himself on. stated a I thousand love- times. And, and that Mick Mulvaney doubled down on yeah. and was like, we all do this all the time. Get, Get over, over it. it. <laughs> I love him. He's the most transparent of the villains. Yeah, no. he's, like, and he's like, read the transcript. Yeah. Well, I mean, the transcript says you did it. <laughs> like, do me a favor. I need you to look into the Biden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this Biden thing. I know. It's so weird. But um, and I want to point out too that the, De- oh, Devin Nunez's opening statement. Oh, Nunez was uh... what an angel. You know what pissed me off the most about him? <laughs> that his last name is not pronounced Nunez, like it should be. Well, but he doesn't. Not... He doesn't want people to think that he's one of is them. He, but is he not uh... Latino? It doesn't matter. He doesn't want people to think of him as Latino. That's okay. the real point. People of fake really? the nation. Can someone just do a quick 22 and me or 20, do a 22 and me, not a 23 and me. Wow, Please do a 22 and me. <laughs> yeah, you want to do 22 and me? Yeah, come, you do 22 and me. No, no, come on. Come down totally the alley, illegal. spit into my mouth. I'll swish it around for a while. Yeah. We're definitely not selling all your DNA to, to foreign countries. I won't swallow it. I'll spit it back onto my hands. I have yeah. some... I have some wax paper oh here. Yep. Can you guys? And I'll let you know that so you were not running a legal cloning experiment. But this Don't is worry. what, what I'll let you know your 124 <laughs> Cherokee. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Nunez said. He said something like, um, to start things off, to, to start with a discrediting note before these gentlemen had opened their mouths, which is, at the end of the day, so disrespectful, right? It like, it's so disrespectful. He said that the Russia hoax is over and you've been <laughs> cast in the low-rent Ukrainian sequel. Yeah, like so Speed 2 or something. It's like, it's so interesting because I think it's one thing to say, look, uh, legally, you know, this is uh, this is hearsay. It doesn't really stand in a, in a court of law, which we sort of are, whatever. Like, you can say stuff like that. That's permissible and it's actual argumentation. But to just immediately say that you guys are all in cahoots with the Democrats. Um, right. Which uh, in this brilliant, brilliant scheme to lose the election. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> this, this long lasting 23 plus year <laughs> masterminded conspiracy even think, to like, blow it. I don't even think Nunes. I just don't understand his game, and I don't think he believes himself. They don't have a they game. They don't. They're just they're doing all sorts of mental gymnastics. You're right. In that opening statement, he just just condemned the entire Democratic Party. That's all he did. All, and all, but not the entire Democratic Party, and all bureaucrat career bureaucrats. Yeah. who yeah. came to to testify. Um, even though mo- a lot of most of them have worked for Republicans, and they're nonpartisan. These are just they're professionals. They're these just are just professional people doing it's their job on behalf of their country. They're the people you don't usually get to see. That I think as a country we should see more because I was like, oh, those are some like real people that are doing right, right. stuff. They're for the, the ones that are making the Excel spreadsheets yeah. that make the country run. But they're also the men and women who are removed from the circus of politics. Yeah, that's what I was for trying to re- say. Yeah. For a reason. Because because administrations change, uh, uh, the Congress changes. Sometimes the the uh, the diplomatic uh, priorities are going to change, and they're there to provide continuity and stability, yeah. and and be the adults in the room. 
So yeah. you're like a Trump uh, deep state. Guy. Yeah, apparently, I'm, <laughs> apparently I'm the deep state because <laughs> I think that there are things that will that I think that these systems are supposed to outlast us. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Um, so so there's Nunes who did that. There's Adam, you know, Adam Schiff. I thought did just you know whatever. Just like try, I mean, he was just trying to just trying to hold it down. He was just like, look, I'm just going to just like okay, okay, yep, it's submitted. There's, I think Jeffries was interesting because he was very theatrical for the GOP, like in his questioning and sort of like trying to make these guys out to seem crazy. Well, and then Jim Jordan, who's you know most known for covering up a massive child abuse scandal at at uh, at the school that he worked. <laughs> that dude was unhinged. I mean, dude. that guy, that guy, there's no, I mean, if you want a, a guy to ignore scandal, Jim Jordan is your guy. Wait a second. That's who I mean. Uh, is Jeffries on the committee? Who's the one that was like? Jim so, Jordan. He's sorry. The, he's the, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the theatrical he's one. The theatrical. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I am. Truly losing my mind for names today. Twenty two and me. We'll, f- we'll fix and it in post. And all of the, you know, yeah, uh, Harry. Uh-huh. Make sure nobody knows. I don't know the yeah. difference between I can't Jim wait till Jordan's we get to that part. and J- like, Jim. And I just thought that. Jordan was <laughs> when Jordan and it's just like a Harry's voice. Um, so so right. So he was super theatrical. And wait, I can you repeat that thing? He's known for what? He uh, turned a blind eye. There was this massive yes. coaching yes. scandal where this coach was abusing uh, these boys in the in the right, shower. He's a former yeah, he's a, uh, wrestling coach, yeah, he's right? A former wrestling coach. And by the way, if you're a GOP, if you're a former wrestling coach. And you're now a GOP congressman. You've definitely either fondled boys or you've covered for someone who's fondled boys. Because all the like Mark Foley went to jail I mean, for this. Like all these guys who were wrestling coaches. What the fuck, GOP I don't, I wrestling don't, coaches? Yeah, st- like stop protecting pedophiles and stop fondling children and then lying about it's it. It's very Catholic Church. Yeah, of them. it's so yeah. fucked up. Um, and I, this is their lead guy. Hashtag not all GOP. Hashtag not all Catholic. Church I don't know, man. Okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just the saying. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to do a broad sweep here. Cover guys. those bases in a game. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying there have been multiple wrestling coaches who have also been GOPers who have been involved in scandals First of all, that involve why is molesting children. So attractive to wrestling coaches <laughs> who molest children. Yeah, how do you get from wrestling coach to GOP congressman? <laughs> But here's my question. How is this landing with the American public? Just all this. Because my little feeling was in my little heart that because we had a few weeks of skiff testimony, um, of which artfully lines had been uh, leaked (laughs) and made it into the press and they were headlines and they were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. At the end of those few weeks, it felt like, okay, so the impeachment process is done, right? We could just vote on this. (laughs) And it's not done, right? It is literally now just beginning in a public fashion. And so now we're sort of going to hear all these things again. And there was a little bit of a bomb drop yesterday. Um, Do you want to, who wants to explain that bomb drop? I'll explain the bomb drop. Please explain the bomb drop. Okay, so when Ambassador Taylor was testifying, he said that someone in his staff informed him that a day after the infamous <laughs> phone call uh, that Trump had with the uh, Ukrainian president where he was asking for the, the quid pro quo, that there that that one of the staffers was out to dinner with uh, Sondland, yeah. the, uh, the EU ambassador, and, and while he was out to dinner— <laughs> This is, this is crazy, this by the is way. Crazy. He got a phone call from Donald Trump and audibly was talking yeah. about 
how he's like, yeah, yeah, the Ukrainian president is ready to move forward with the deal, yeah. with the investigation into the Bidens in exchange for a meeting with you yeah. and for and the it, military. It's so crazy that the guy who paid a million dollars to Donald Trump to become the ambassador uh, wouldn't know anything about OPSEC or or, or yeah, secure, yeah, exactly, or like secure exactly. phone lines or anything like now, that. Now, next thing, then yeah, immediately after that, the staffer goes, so uh, what says something like, so how's Donald Trump feel about Ukraine? Like made of, And then immediately a guy goes, ah, he doesn't really care about that. He's more interested in, uh, in the investigation, like, with, like just like Giuliani. Thank you. And it's like, and then this, this is the craziness that the Republicans have to now do. And then he's here and they have to be like, well, now. That was a phone call yeah. as hearsay, and then that was a phone call, phone call. So he's yeah. like, you heard that from the staffer who yeah. heard it from the thing. Yeah. So double-double hearsay. And, and the hearsay is hearing it directly from the president saying it. Yeah. Like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, I, now, <laughs> like, but now I they did identify the yeah. president say yeah. these words, then yeah, I yeah. hear Sondland say I hear these words. Say, and I say now, this is what I hear, because this is what happens. But it's hearsay. Here you it's say. in a restaurant. Yeah. Now we're going to impeach a guy over for illegal things he said over the phone in a restaurant. But it's crazy. It was the next day. Somehow and it's like, yes, it's somehow, somehow the restaurant detail works for the GOP. <laughs> That's what? That's been their argument That's this morning. Does, yeah. Their argument this morning is literally like, oh, now we're going to oh. impeach a president over something someone heard in a restaurant? Yeah. The yeah. something yeah. they like, heard you was much, illegal talk do you have much in a restaurant. Racist shit I say when I'm out to yeah. eat. I mean, when I have a good meal going on, I just, the expletives flow. I mean, how can not. Yeah. I mean, look, when I'm leaking national security yeah. details over unsecured yes. lines in a fucking restaurant, yeah. No, maybe I like to drop because, a few uh, F-bombs and... Uh, I get a linguine Alfredo going. A nice the Malbec. Other thing, the other detail that I love it. about it is that the aid And then I talk about who really killed Kennedy. You know. The other thing... Oh, I just because he fired from the grassy knoll? <laughs> we're supposed to take someone seriously about a grassy knoll? The magic bullet. Get the... Get the hell out the of book love, depository. The thing Come I on, love about uh, nerds. <laughs> the thing I love about this detail too is that the aide was just like, "Oh, so like, what did Trump just say?" <laughs> like, it, it was so. Yeah. It's so at dinner. Like they're literally breaking open into breadsticks, yeah. and it's as if your mom called. And you're yeah. like, "Fuck, let me get this. It's my mom." They were no, definitely was the opposite. I bet he was like. <laughs> <laughs> Endless breadstick. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta take this. When you're uh, here, quid, quid, your family, your, <laughs> it's, 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 your embezzlement, bribery, and Because when you're low family. rent mobsters, you're gonna go to Olive Garden. Well, you know, it is. I mean, because here, your family. It is the low rent Ukrainian sequel. Exactly. <laughs> Which that's is also insulting. Here. See, that's where the dialogue you, is bad. This is a bad scene written insulting. into a, a also shitty insulting. movie. Also insulting. Why would you? There are allies Our still. Staunchest still allies, allies against And now Russia. you're calling them like. They're not, they don't rise to the level of being a good scandal. What? They're in the middle of a war with Russia after overcoming a civil war that Russia it's like, engineered. They're basically like, look, you're a shithole country yeah. and shithole countries don't have good scandal. Yeah. yeah. I don't, it's just fucking insane. No, you so, just have how to make a murder. But let me, let me get back to my question, which was, how is this landing with the public? <laughs> No. Well, as you all know, because, I have right, my so finger on the pulse of the public. <laughs> that's why I invited you here today, John F. O'Donnell. John F. O'Donnell knows. I, what are like, they saying on the basketball it's court? All, it's fucked up, but it's, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> these 14-year-olds who are fucking fast, and I mean just just growing like weeds, um, they, uh, they got really good crossovers. Um, 
They, uh, I think it's all, it's always going to be a Rorschach test. You know, mm-hmm. it's like people can see what they want to see, uh, which is so fucked up because the, uh, the questions that the GOP are answering are so, are asking are so ridiculous. They're somehow making it all about Obama, which is <laughs> insane to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll be like this. They'll be like, the said to Ambassador Taylor, like, so, uh, Obama did not authorize lethal force to Ukraine and you wanted him to. Huh? And then you'd be like, yeah. Be like, I mean, so therefore, Donald Trump did not try to bribe <laughs> and how, a foreign and, yeah, head of state. Like, but they would even, they'd be like, and, you know, it's like, oh, Obama didn't authorize lethal force. Yep. And Donald Trump has killed millions of people, right? So he's better than Obama. Like, yeah, it's, so, weird, it's weird. It's so but also, weird. I was going to say, for the people, they'll be like, they'll be like, oh, yeah, they're trying to, there's being unfair to Trump. Like, look what Obama, yeah. you know, that's how they'll do that. Like, no. Trump tweets out. Just about the two, you know, lifelong civil servants, like non-Trump, never Trump, never yeah. Trumpers. So that they're, right there yeah. will get his base to be like, oh, they're just going to be biased. But they're not never Trumpers. And one of the guys just straight up was just like, he's like, are you never Trumper? And the guy was like, no, no. I'm never Trumper. Yeah. And the other guy was like, guy was like, like listen, three generations, yeah. George Kent. I think one thing that did strike me with um, starting with George Kent and Bill Taylor mm. in terms of if we're just talking optics, which I hate. But if we're just talking optics, well, we're talking about it right now. So your fucking feelings. If can you're gonna start shoved up into your if you're, dick hole. If you're gonna you start an impeachment yeah. uh, hearing, and you want to have the gravitas of some trusted voices, you couldn't get better than George Kent and Bill Taylor. And I was thinking about you're their star witness. Well, Devin Nunes oh, yeah. said he was just like you know you, you know, just heard of a thing from a. But you know, you know who is watching this live coverage? Donnie. Well, no, no. I mean, like in terms of the people, people who vote. Oh, uh, okay. Demographics. Yeah. Uh, Old people. Old people watch these. They're sitting at home and it's on all the news stations and it's on all the stations of the shows that they watch. And to if you're like an older American, Bill Taylor's like (laughs) central casting, like. Older white gentleman with a nice gravelly authoritarian I mean, and voice. George had yeah. a just tie seems, on. You know, Ooh, yeah. like these guys just seem like, oh, these are the guys I trust. It's like these Kerry are like Grant Walter Cronkite. So right, yeah. And the one thing about all of the Obama and Biden stuff that's coming into the um, into these hearings, it's really frustrating because it has nothing to fucking do with it. But also, <laughs> um, I wonder if there's a congressional mechanism. I'm sure everybody's already thought of this, where you where you know, and Nancy Pelosi could just be like, you guys, do you want to do an investigation? Do a separate <laughs> investigation. Go ahead. And because I'm fine if they want to look into I'm not into nepotism. If nepotism is a thing, I'm not into it. Of course, like they've kind of already looked into it. But I mean, whatever. They did like seven hearings on Benghazi. Yeah. So if they need to do the a mechanism hearing, is you have to win an election and be the party in power to decide what you investigate and what I guess, you don't. I mean, Wait, I you're guess saying I just, an I'm investigation saying is, into what I'm saying is if what this Obama? is what I'm saying. No, 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 I know. Let's, oh. let's, I know. Like, look, on. we're already on the crazy train. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, Herbert this Hoover did some saying. fucked up stuff. And this this never really if, there a way, if there was a way, if there was a way to keep them quiet about not oh. go on sidetracks about they wouldn't. Biden, Do you think they'd be quiet? I know. I'm just saying if there was a, a congressional <laughs> mechanism that's like you have to stick to the fucking subject because um, it's like in a court in a criminal court. Yeah, they don't then be like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, George, uh, if I can rob like, this bank. 
but also Obama. Ted. I know. <laughs> <laughs> be like, but Obama, objection, relevancy, yeah. Yeah. Right. sustained. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So he there did is it no... in 2013. Who was the president? Why did Obama let him rob and a the, bank? Right. It's so like the criminal <laughs> system has a, a, a mechanism. It's like, well, look, if you think this other guy also did a crime in an unrelated fashion, <laughs> go ahead and take him through the process. You know. Oh, yeah, so yeah. what I'm saying is, does does I wish Congress had something like that so that we can focus in. I want to hear your best arguments about this. Like, don't bring in Biden and fucking Obama. Like, just what are your best? And I'm and it's interesting because you can I'm I even think a hearsay argument is at least relevant. Sure. Uh, and, sure. and it's Absolutely. so I'm like willing to hear it because it's relevant. Well, I think Congressman... Anytime they say other things, I'm just like yeah. this. I, the sad thing is it lands because we're polarized. It doesn't land because it's sensible or rational right. or in You're any right. way a part of, right. the, uh, you know, the ju- justice. Well, here's another one. Like this one is and this is a, a little one they're pushing now. They're saying, well, look, you know, he released. The Trump administration released the aid and there's no investigation. Yeah. Two so days they, after he got caught. Well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I don't understand why that's the, so the, so that makes me How understand that, that the, GO, the GOP, they're just they're just spinning and lying yeah. and just cr- trying to create doubt because they know it's so blatantly a, uh, a you know, a quick pro quo. Yeah, the, li- the, the lie the Nikki Haley said she was just like, well, it's not nothing happened. Except. But, it's yeah, but, like, it's like, but, but here's the thing. Constitutionally, constitutionally. What happened is one of the things that the that the founders and the crafters of the uh, Constitution Never were most it. concerned about. That's why they put bribery as one of the things. It's not like you could you, we could talk all day about yeah. what are crimes and misdemeanors or high crimes and misdemeanors and what are like what what constitutes a problem. But one thing that's very clear in the Constitution is fucking Bribery. Yeah. yeah, it I really mean, is. It really weird. is a main tenet it's of like, the impeachment. And it becomes though. strange to me that we're, we're we've, we've we've launched into this existential question of like, if a crime happens in the woods and nobody's there to yeah. hear it, does the crime really happen? And it's like, yeah, the fu- you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it still happens. Like, no, it still happens. But this the one, is, but this happen. one is like, if a crime happens in the White House and the president commits it and everyone sees him do it. Is it a crime? Is it right? Well, he tried. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, well, if when he figured out that he wasn't going to get away with it because the whistleblower spoke out about it, and then he released the aid, even though the uh, the Ukrainian president said he was ready to go forward with the investigation because he was so leveraged, but then got and the got aid a, and was a, like, a I guess. script of what to say, what to say in, in the an interview. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. crazy. I thought, I thought Congressperson, uh, Congressman Castro said it well, and he's like, is attempted murder a crime? I mean, I can't believe we have to, everyone has yeah. to say that 45 times a day it's fucking it's... bananas i can't believe okay <laughs> listen we're gonna have to wrap this up because we are going on and fucking on about this and uh and and there's there's so much um more to say um we, we're taping this on thursday there's gonna be more tomorrow on friday and then next week and, and, I don't and by more know. more like extortion and, <laughs> and yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, i definitely think yeah, more yeah, crimes yeah, yeah. are happening right now uh, no, so I know, much that extortion is gonna come out you think there's just the two phone calls. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump was probably every day was like, I want this Biden investigation. Way, We're going to take him out. Which is so funny because Biden's know, campaign, this... I don't even know if he's going to be the nominee. You know? Know. And by the way, like Mulvaney's defense of the president is literally like, you think the phone call's bad? You should see the shit we do. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, do yeah. way worse shit. This is how foreign policy works. <laughs> We What's have all the weapons. We leverage it to get shit we want for ourselves. It's just you should see business. the you should see the dark money that's flowing through Mar-a-Lago oh, right now. It would be it would be fucked up if we didn't do this. 
But this is how duplicitous these Congress people are. Okay, this is the closing statement. Okay, because one guy's like, one guy's like, oh, well, you know, Obama didn't give the lethal weapons. He's like, maybe that's what he was talking to the Russian president about in that off mic situation. And then Schiff had to be like, you mean that thing that happened in 2012? <laughs> yes. Two years before Crimea? Before it happened? What the fuck are you yeah. doing? You guys are liars. Yeah, Schiff literally had to say, he's like, yeah. so just to be clear, you don't think it had anything to do with something that hadn't happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> you think that the two years before... It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's but your also, gotcha. You got us. The GOP Congressperson. After the Mueller report, which all this happened, the call happened right after Donnie supposedly won the Mueller report, right? And, and just accept that you won the 2016 election. Yeah. Accept that you won it. Stop trying to point out that you won it. Well, isn't that the most <laughs> like damning? Isn't that the most damning piece of evidence against him? If he, if all he does is project, and he's the most worried about the legitimacy of the 2016 election. Oh my god! Then it's, I know, it's like I then know. you kind of know something. You know, right? Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he all right. He needs to be loved. It's fucked up. He needs. You know what? We're gonna end on that. He needs to be loved. It's fucked up. It's fucked, it's up. fucked up. All right. Let's. You know what we're going to do? We're going to take a quick break um, and learn about our sponsors uh, who keep the lights on here at Fake the Nation, who keep the extortion money flowing. And, uh, <laughs> Brought to you by and then fuck dick ponies. <laughs> That's not going to make sense. Nope. It might. It might. Um, and, uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk about fucking a whole bunch of other things. And that's it. Today's show is sponsored by Pros. This is kind of, I feel like, you know, I'm on some sort of Lord of the Rings journey trying to figure out skincare. And I feel like this customized skincare line is really got my name on it. Basically, every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skincare, I tried the skincare just recently, is made to order and it's personalized. It's got a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs, like specifically you. And then the way they do it is you take this great, like in-depth quiz, basically. They analyze over 80 factors for a complete view of your life, your beauty goals, um, like I have oily skin that's also dry, which is just a fun little conundrum. I live in New York City. Like we've got these four seasons. My my face gets weird during seasonal shifts. Um, I all of these things I got to kind of talk about in like in answering the questions. Um, the other fun thing was they asked us at the end, like, do you like a creamy type of moisturizer or like a less creamy kind? And I was kind of like, mm, I think like less creamy. And they were like, that's fine. Like you can do that, but we think for your skin type, creamier is better. And I never knew that. So I love that there's so much kind of personal information that goes into creating this. I got my stuff in the mail very quickly after I got a wonderful serum. Like I said, this very creamy moisturizer. Um, and this also very just delectably creamy cleanser that just kind of feel like I, I think it's possible that I've been washing my face with just like harsh, 
harshness for like many years because when I saw this cleanser, I was like, oh, is this what it's supposed to feel like? It's supposed to feel like a little bit of a delight on my face. That's not what I've been doing. So I don't know, guys. And here's the thing, you don't have to take my word for it in a third party, double blind dermatologist supervised controlled clinical study, um, which is like the gold standard for research studies. Pros prove that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives, which just sort of totally makes sense on a just logical level if you think about it. Just it makes common sense. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% of your first subscription order at pros.com slash fake the nation um, will be taken off. That's pros.com slash fake the nation. You get your free consultation and 50% off your one of a kind formulas. Uh, again, that's pros.com slash fake the nation. Go and get your just super personalized, luxurious skincare products and hair care products. That's what I'm going to try next. So pros.com slash fake the nation. I am the type of person that has subscribed to things and I have forgotten about those things. I have paid twice for a children's educational app and I didn't know that I was paying twice for several months. Until that is, I discovered Rocket Money and because I use Rocket Money, it just showed up all these things. The thing that I was paying twice for that made me incredibly angry. Thank God Rocket Money ended that for me. It also cancels the subscription for you. So you don't have to like go through the hassle of going to that site and figuring out how to cancel. They actually make canceling very difficult. I don't know if any of you have had the experience, but I have been on a like a roundabout eight exit nightmare trying to unsubscribe to something before. Rocket money eliminates that hassle. It also alerts you to an increase in subscription price. And this is something Rocket Money did for me. It negotiates a lower price for something you already subscribe to. So like for my cable bill, it got me a lower price. And I was very happy about that. Nearly 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about, which makes me feel better because I'm one of them. But it makes me feel terrible because what are we doing? Losing that money. Uh, I don't want to waste that money. And I know you don't want to waste that money. If you struggle with these kinds of purchases, if you struggle with finances in general, Rocket Money will help you with the budgeting, help you track your expenses, help you, like I said, cancel those unwanted subscription. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps you lower your bills so you can get back to saving. I mean, me and my husband have been on the warpath and Rocket Money has been a really big part of that. It has over 5 million users with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. The average member has saved up to $740 a year using the app's features, which is, I mean, that tracks for me. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions. Go to rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Save the money at rocketmoney.com slash fake the nation. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready-to-eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. 
Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Folks, I feel like I've mentioned this before, but I tried other services that I was displeased with. And then a neighbor of mine was trying Factor. I had pulled them aside in the hallway and I was like, what are you feeling about this Factor? And they were like, it is delicious. You should definitely do it. So then me and my husband did it and we loved it. They are chef-prepared meals that arrive to your door, and then in two minutes, you could be eating them. Like, it's so simple, and they're actually delicious. And for people like me who just sometimes, my schedule can be so maniacal between traveling in different cities and, you know, doing stand-up gigs. It's like I just don't have a typical schedule where I can plan, set aside time for cooking and all that stuff. So something like Factor really helps for me. The other thing that I love to do is try not to eat carbs. (laughs) So they have a keto option, which is fantastic. It's super delicious. They use premium ingredients. You can get stuff with like filet mignon and shrimp and truffle butter and broccolini and asparagus, right? Like real ingredients. They're no fuss, no mess meals. Um, They eliminate the hassle of having to prep. They're tailored to your schedule. Um, You can customize your weekly meals. Uh, with flexibility, you can pause or reschedule. I've actually done that. I've, pa- I've both paused and rescheduled. Um, Factor is basically your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. We're celebrating Earth Day all month long. And look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should head to factormeals.com slash fakethenation50 and use the code fake the nation 50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month that's code fake the nation 50 at factormeals.com slash fake the nation 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active and we are back and we are ready to talk about a whole bunch of other things including topic number two early on the bu- the dings there it is we're going to talk about daca um it's in the news again because as you'll recall donnie decided it was unconstitutional and that he had to shut it down and he didn't want to do it he was so sympathetic to the dreamers that he had a quote big heart and that he had quote so much love for them but he just had no choice but to create a problem where none existed the memo ending the program didn't even give any reasons on why unconstitutional why it was unconstitutional um just the jeff session said so and uh that, that, might... that guy knows <laughs> that guy knows the constitution did you see his did you see his fucking um his uh, announcement video for his senatorial bid yeah the, oh no oh uh, my god it's hilarious the, it, it's like quali- i the- am running for senate and i just want to point out that since i left i haven't said anything bad about president trump i haven't written a book about president trump basically like i've been a good little boy yeah. it was please more vote like, for me it was more like a hostage video oh my it god it was like what was- sparse background he's just like please Please just remember. I, remember, I, I kept I my mouth said shut. Anything. Yeah, what? it's crazy. Was it balls. like talking about Nikki Haley? And the, was that was a reference to Nikki no, Haley? It was an mouth? announcement video that I'm running for Senate. It was because oh, she had that book and she talked yeah. about how. No, no, know, no. It was his announcement video. Nikki Haley is a whole other story. Okay, so now the DACA fight has gone through the courts, and it looks like half of our shitty Supreme Court is going to be siding. Not that our Supreme Court is shitty. Half of the people on it are shitty. 
Shitty is a strong word. I'm sure they're very nice people. I just don't agree with them. Two of them. Sure two of them are allegedly shitty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, you're are you sure Neil Gorsuch is a nice person? I don't know. I mean, Brett Kavanaugh definitely yeah, not. But nice two of them person. on the record are allegedly shitty. No, for I can very picture. I can picture having. <laughs> like a very quick one coffee at like one of those coffee places where you stand and you have, you know what I mean? You have like a, a counter that you stand mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. I could picture myself having a coffee with Neil Gorsuch in that okay. fashion. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, I think when Brett Kavanaugh got, got confirmed, I feel Neil like Gorsuch. that says a lot. Okay, well. um, he, I know, but when Brett Kavanaugh got confirmed, Neil Gorsuch became Woo. like the fucking yeah, way yeah. to be a corporate chill. But totally. Great. Yeah, um, Neil Gorsuch is like, okay, uh, so people aren't going to talk about me. Yeah. So it looks like they're going to side with Donnie on this case, um, which would basically give Donnie the right to pull DACA. That's the mm-hmm. does the president have the constitutional right to just end this program? That's the question at hand. Um, what do you guys think of what's happening? Um, nice open ended question. <laughs> I, OK, <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I think yeah. what's very interesting about this and one of the reasons why it's going to the Supreme Court is because. The question of whether or not the president can end the program is kind of not in dispute. If a president, the president has the executive authority to start a program or end a program. The problem is, is that their argument was that president, they're ending it because President Obama didn't have the constitutional authority to do it. So the only thing that would give Donald Trump the constitutional authority to end it is if he had the constitutional, he had the constitutional authority, which means then oh, it was so constant. Doesn't even make sense. Which means the whole that thing. their legal argument is flawed. Yeah, that's so. That's so they've exactly gone it. to the courts with a very Whoa. flawed legal argument. You just and blew my mind, dude. That's the problem. That's the problem. And right, it's, but, then, Ted but, Olson, does, but also it, so does, Ted Olson, it doesn't matter that right. it's a problem because if they're going to side, with, I mean, well, it does because so Ted Olson, who's a very well known Republican. Lawyer, mm-hmm. he was the he was sure. the, he was the his, lawyer. His name for, is at the tip of all of our tongues. He all was, the time. He was George. He was George W. Bush's lawyer in uh, Bush v. Gore. Okay, um, and he was a solicitor ah, general okay. under. So he's not, you know, he, he's he was, not. This, he's not a one hit wonder. He's not he's a one hit wonder. Shit. He's not this. He I was too is, busy doing whippets in college. He's representing <laughs> the dreamers in this, though. So it's very. So he's representing DACA recipients, saying that this is an important program and this affects all these businesses and affects yeah. all these people, and that the decision by the president. President, what his argument is essentially is that the decision by the president to end the program can't be an arbitrary decision. It has to be backed up with legal facts. And the president is not making a legal, a sound legal argument. Well, so the fun, to end and it. the funny reason behind the, why there is no legal argument is when they ended it, the woman who was supposed to end it, her name is um, Elaine Duke, and she was the acting secret, uh, right. Homeland Security Secretary. And she, they were like, we're going to end this program. She's like, I don't, I really don't think we should. Guys, that's like a terrible idea. Guys, no, I'm not into it. She's actually, she's like a, a like a nice Nice lady who uh, volunteers for immigrant stuff at her local like Catholic church. Like she's like in into immigrants, sure. like not, yeah. you know, not a hater. And but they made her do it. Right. She had to sign yeah. this memo and she signed it. And literally she just wrote in there. Um, yeah, we got to end it because apparently it's unconstitutional, according to Jeff Sessions. That was it. Like she didn't literally. give any reasons. Um, and so that's what gay. And so now they're they're basically trying to back them. Backtracking is like, you know, um, giving 
giving adding reasons and a motivation where there was none in the first place. Right. So it looks super just ridiculous, you know, and a lot of courts are like, guys, you, ca- you can't just decide later on, you know, that there are now sh- reasons. It shows yeah. you how little thought they give to the decisions that they make, because, again, the argument, you know, you could if you're the president and it's an executive authority, you can end that. But the argument that they made was so bad. Yeah. It has to go to the courts because the argument they're making is that the thing that you're using, the constitutional power you're using, the executive authority you're using, you're arguing that the previous president didn't have the executive right, but authority. This yeah. but this one does But this one does. Yeah. So that's that's what's causing yeah, this it's whole, fucking bananas. Is bananas it, case. Is it true from like from what I read? I'm trying to understand this. Is that Obama signed this executive order because of Congress's inactivity yeah. and right. doing anything for immigration reform. So he took it into his own hands and Correct. passed this thing, this doc that helped that helps like over 700,000 people. Um, but but before he did that, he would say he was like, look, it's not up to me. I can't make these laws about immigration. Right. It's not constitutional. So he's then he's kind of acknowledged and I'm OK with him doing that because I think it helps people. But he's acknowledge he's acknowledging that it was something that wasn't legal for him to do. Well, no, it's know. not that it's not legal. Like he, he it's, was that just... it's, it's that it's a short term fix. Yeah. The executive yeah. order is only as good as the executive executing. Well, Nikki, that order. If that's not the case. Why did you make me read that <laughs> National Review article? <laughs> <laughs> no, right. That's a, an argument that's like, yeah, if we jump into Obama's head, he was trying to make the case that he doesn't have the right to do anything. I mean, He's doing it anyway. We right? all know that Obama didn't have the constitutional but authority want, to be a president. I just president. want to go ahead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We forgot oh, that. Yeah, we forgot yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I just want to give point, pat myself on the back, though, for a second for even including. I try. I try I very tried. hard to include, like, articles from the right that are sensible and not crazy fire breathing arguments and even the sensible ones are a little bit like what yeah yeah because this one said it was like they said it was like you know obama was trying to you know take uh immigration because they it was because of inactivity it was actually more like the opposite what was going to happen was the parties were about to come together <laughs> right, and, he and give one, but he wanted to have it be more differentiated so he could run on that in 2012 <laughs> yeah. because he's the most evil person yeah. that you can ever imagine yeah, the national review <laughs> argument was was essentially that congress was about to have a bipartisan solution for something that they hadn't come up with <laughs> in 20 years. years yeah and 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 so that Obama, to be able to run against Republicans, wanted to cast them as being heartless. So he did it himself. Yeah. And they were like, curse they, you. And we were just about to do it. He wanted to make as also, you can still do it. Like, yeah. you can and still... go ahead and still do it. But yeah. what? When he this made the executive a... order, he was like, this is not a law. This is an executive order. Yeah. <laughs> right. So Congress now needs to act if they don't but like I'm it. But I'm protecting these people until Congress acts. Correct. Fucking fuck. Anyways. Yeah, I think the funniest me... line <laughs> yeah. in the thing real quick. They just go like, so it painted all of these, you know, immigrant sympathetic GOP people as like people that Heartless. hate hate non-white children. Yeah. yeah. They say. It's like <laughs> really? haters of non-white yeah. children. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, fast forward five years and those non-white children are in, in literal cages. cages. Yeah. So that's that seems to be painting. I feel like the GOP is doing a much a better job. job. A of, fantastic of, job of, of painting themselves. Of painting themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here's my question where uh, to, to close this out is that 
it's just politically, and again, it's like, let's remember as we joke around about how all these ridic- ridiculous these arguments are. It's affecting, are, hundreds, it's affecting of hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands. People that I know, it's affecting, yes. and it fucking upsets me, and it's, it's, it's really traumatizing. Um, what... Uh, what is the purpose of ha- having this happen during an election year where you could be the guy, you know, telling ICE to, all right, buckle down, go get those dreamers that 80 percent of the American public is sides with the dreamers. 80 mm-hmm. percent of them. This is an incredibly popular program, an incredibly popular demographic. Being a part of DACA means that you haven't committed any serious crime. I mean, there's all these. Mm-hmm. You, uh, a lot of criteria. You, there's so many criteria. You can't just willy nilly be in DACA. So what does it do for the elections that this might be um, I revoked? Think, I think that. uh Trump is, this is just my thoughts on it. I think Trump is hedging his bets. I think that if he gets his overturned, he can say to his base, look, I overturned this uh, illegal Obama era executive order that pissed off a lot of people when it got passed. But at the same time, he has no real uh, plan or logistics to actually deport these mm-hmm. people. Uh, so he can sort of hedge there where he's not actually moving towards uh, deportion proceedings and sort of try to walk that middle line. Um, yeah, I think, no, well, I I think he can, yeah. I think what he can say is I got rid of this thing that was illegal. I'm amazing, mm-hmm. but I have such a big heart. I have such a big heart. I'm not going to enforce their removal right now until right. Congress comes up with it. You right. know, I'm just going to yeah. keep them in cages, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. which Obama put them in because he did an illegal thing. That's why they're in cages. I mean, that's, that will be his argument. I, For me, for an election, I think the chilling effect is the communities that will be most impacted are the communities where voter suppression is rampant, where gerrymandering is rampant, where um, cities that are – that have high immigrant populations will be scared away from the polls because there's a lot of distrust um, with these programs right now, with government programs because of who's running the government. So people are going to be – people who need to vote on this and and who will be affected by this aren't going to turn up at polls if they think ICE is going to be there to arrest them, whether that's legal or not. People – wouldn't hold it against this president to send ICE down to to the polls to just round up anyone who looks like they shouldn't be voting. Right. Which, yeah. y- you know, yeah. so I think that that that's what concerns me the most. We, I think <laughs> the you know the sanctuary cities, the any city, any town that has a you know a high immigrant population, this needs to be taken care of on the local level right now, where yeah. they need to protect their citizens and their the people who live there. And it puts these people back into the shadows, you know, yeah. which is so unfortunate. They can't get access to, you know, higher education mm-hmm. or you know, jobs, jobs yeah. driver's license, things like that. It's like it's almost like it's unfortunate that they still have to be called dreamers because the dream just keeps getting shittier and shittier. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, do you dream to have crippling medical debt? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you dream to be like thrown, you know, yeah. uh, do, do you dream to just be like thrown off your insurance for an arbitrary misprint from, from yeah, a computer? Yeah. Ubiquitous surveillance. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the surveillance. Get a better yeah. dream. You should dream about Norway or something. Oh, so, but I mean, anyways, they're American, you know? They, I know. I was just being. I know. I know. It made you sad. It made me sad so for some reason. Don't dream about Norway. Dream about America. Still. Dream about what dream America about, can be. That's what I'm saying. Dream about Canada. what America can be. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Uh, we are going to keep track of what's happening here with Doc, as we always do. Um, anyways, uh, I've, I'm, are any dreamers in the Fake the Nation audience uh, want to weigh in? I'm just, uh, I feel in a horrible. Sa- in a safe way? In a, sa- in oh, a safe, oh, secure right. way? Fuck. I mean, uh, you know, some, of them, are, some of them are, are, are out and, yes. you know, very vocal. Um, and, and Fake the Nation got me deported. <laughs> oh, no. God. No. Do not let that happen. <laughs> no, I know. Please, you know, you know what I'm saying, guys. Okay. All right. Let us move on to the next topic. Oh, you guys. The Democratic field needs more candidates like I need to snack on a fucking porcupine husk. What is happening? Uh, there's some fucking idea that the Democratic field needs a savior. And two have come forward this week, or potentially two. Um, definitely Deval Patrick, who's the former... Mm-hmm. Um, d- governor of Massachusetts, um, beloved by all counts. Uh, he's not a billionaire, though I want to point that out. Um, but who, you know who is a billionaire? <laughs> Michael Bloomberg, who filed paperwork in Alabama. So he hasn't formally announced, but he's like doing the thing that you have to do if you're going to maybe announce it. You don't want to miss the deadlines. And if you're a rich Jew from New York, the place you want to file your, your papers to run for president <laughs> is definitely <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> you're going to get the friendliest reception there. Well, let's Bold start. Choice. Let's start with Michael. Bloomberg, what do you guys think of him p- potentially joining the race? I think Bernie Sanders is going to have a heart attack. See what I did right there? Hey! <laughs> we don't want him to have a heart attack. No, I, I think one. now he got all cleared out. He's stronger than ever. Yeah, um, he's great. He's doing good. Bloomberg, I don't know. He's uh, for my taste. He's like, I guess he's two centuries for my tastes, and just like the idea of a billionaire versus billionaire. Uh, he's election. also the second billionaire. No, There's real, already a, real no, billionaire versus billionaire. fake. Oh, this, this yeah. state, there's, there's the, so yeah, many. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: there's so many billionaires yeah. actually in the race that we've forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, like, you're already represented. <laughs> Your demographics <laughs> already represent. You're now overrepresented. Yeah, yeah. they are overrepresented. <laughs> but if it's in the, I'm talking about in like the general election. Billionaire versus billionaire. It's like we don't even have a pretense no. that this country is not yeah. bought and sold by the billionaire but class. Th- there shouldn't be more billionaires in the Democratic primary than black women. That's all I'm saying. Like that's a really, this is that's a a really big good problem. point. Hey, yeah. tweet that out, buddy. That's hey, a good boom. tweet. And, go viral. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think that black women should be billionaires because they just <laughs> couldn't handle that amount of money. Could you imagine? Please tweet just, that out. <laughs> Please tweet canceled. that out. Canceled. <laughs> canceled for uh, JFOD, it's over for you, sir. Um, no, I mean, and I feel like I grew up with Bloomberg, right? Because he was like the mayor since I lived here. Sure. And like, um, and there, you know, and there are some. You know, his stop and frisk policy was pretty shit. Yeah. Um, he didn't do very much when it came to low income housing. Right. Um, yeah, the housing the housing crisis. The housing really... crisis was really exacerbated under Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting because de Blasio gets, a, you know, well, de Blasio sort of came in and, and is trying to do things. It's very difficult. Yeah. It's a complicated issue. It's extraordinarily expensive. Um, and, and it butts up against everything we don't have, sure. like space, you right. know. Um, and so. But a lot I, of that. Has but to... a lot of that has to do with Bloomberg. And, and really making it a favorable environment for developers to overrepresent million dollar condos. And a lot yeah. of because, again, it was good for business and it was good to have these business right. partners. And it, come and it in really made it, New York a fucking very wealthy city. And that's true. But at the same time, it's awful. But is that right? So do yeah. you want someone with the mentality of a billionaire who doesn't really have the the capability to understand what it's like to live in New York and not afford 
anything. And also, yeah. I do also want to point out, though, that he has done a lot of tremendous work with uh, guns. He's done great work and with on guns. And local elections. He's also been a, a terrific supporter of um, research into uh, curing ALS. Um, so that. he's done, I mean, he, philanthropically, oh, he's done. Us, give us the smoking ban. Was that him? A soda ban, definitely. No, I think oh, he maybe gave it was us the, the smoking ban, too. Band. Which, I, yeah. which, if I'm correct, was a bellwether sure. that, that you know, I think it maybe started in California. But, like, really, when New York City did it, a bunch of countries, a, a city, major cities yeah. around mm-hmm. the world started doing it because New York City did it. And so that has also been, in terms of public health, the man cares. Sure. I think it's interesting that I think he's jumping in because he initially didn't because I think he saw Joe Biden as being a viable candidate and filling that sort of uh, centrist Democrat lane. But now I think he doesn't see Biden's uh, campaign as necessarily gaining any steam. Yeah, cause... and I think <laughs> I think like Bill Gates said last weekend, he doesn't want to pay Elizabeth Warren's wealth tax. I, yeah, think I think a lot of this, he does not really, like the progressive wing. He does, he does not, not like, like the burning. progressive wing. I think he he's like really Warren. afraid of, like, the taxes. I, I mean, it is very interesting. Can you imagine that you're so rich that you don't like that there's going to be a change in taxes so you run for president? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that weird? I mean, that's that one way to push weird? back. Oh, God. Wouldn't that be weird yeah. if that actually but happened? I, mean, Bernie, I, think Bernie Sanders, <laughs> I think Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, like, can really— potentially scorch this dude well, in debates. You but know? I, it, oh, agree. Well, I, I because also, he's also not charismatic. Right. He's yeah, not, like, not going to be like going to some no like No one fair... wants to watch him speak. You know no. what I mean? Yeah. He's not going to the to look at the butter sculptor, you know, yeah. in Iowa and like, say something fun. But I do think it does speak to the, the <laughs> viability. Fuck, you'd be fucked trying to be folksy around yeah. the country? No, Michael I know. What's this? Hey, look at this cow. That yeah. is a pig, sir. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Pig. Like on his private jet. He doesn't have a bus. In between, you know what I mean? He has a it's... private jet that other private jets don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think. <laughs> I don't know. It I does speak smell. to. I but I think it, it does speak to. I liked it though. Thank you. Nikki. I think it does speak to the fact that the the proposals put forward by Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, and especially that Elizabeth Warren hasn't just been talking about the wealth tax. She's put forward a plan. And when they look at it, it's like, oh, that might be viable. I think there's a big difference when you when you when you speak. It's, yeah, it's scary because it, it sca- sounds so real. It, it's scarier yeah. when there's actual plans in place, yeah. and then you're looking at like, oh, if you move this money around here and we distribute it over here, this is actually how it, we do it by spending the same amount of money. You guys just have to pay more now, and I think the majority of American people will be in favor of that because we're not increasing the amount of money. We're just making you pay the larger share because you have so much. It won't affect you. And I think that's what scares them is that that's gaining steam. He's going to self-finance his campaign, spend as much as that is, it, and that's going to be less he announces, yeah. assuming he right. announces. And that's going to be less money than he would potentially lose tax, with this tax change. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and it's interesting because it, it, the but individual rational that, behavior it suggests that that money shouldn't matter to him. Right? Like, right. It, he has so much fucking money that this any kind of a change into the tax code like that should not matter is to it him. Is there any principle to the? To it is. There's just, a pr- there's yeah. a principle of un uncapped wealth, which is what what Bill because Bill Gates was like. Well, I'm okay paying ten 
billion or yeah. something, but I don't want to pay 20 or something like it's that. Like if you talk it, about 100 billion, it's like you would still oh, yeah, have exactly, right. like $47 billion right, left right. over. So what is the fucking problem? <laughs> also, the- your numbers are crazy. That's not what she's saying e- right. either. But but I think here's the thing. Uh, if, if Elizabeth's people are listening, um, I think she really needs to start pumping this cheerful capitalist. Yeah. You know, because because people this is this, this is why. And we'll talk about Deval Patrick, but this is why people are coming into the race because she's been, she's rising, been in the polls. rising and then we fabricate an electability argument right. against her, a completely made up media sure. nonsense garbage against her. Because, I mean, she's a woman and because she wants to help people yeah. and she's got actual plans and it seems so scary because it might actually work. And so, but I think people are suddenly like, oh no, what if she loses electability? Trump, 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 Trump. Yeah. She's a woman. I mean, I think if if all of this was encased in a man, if Elizabeth Warren was a man with the exact same policies, we wouldn't... And, and I'm not talking about Bernie because Bernie has his own, like, mm-hmm. he ran and he has a different profile, right? But it, because because Elizabeth Warren has a track record of actually getting things done. Right. And I think that's the other scary thing about her. And so I, I just can't imagine the same uh, arguments being leveled against m- male Elizabeth I Warren. I think that the best campaign slogan for her, the best campaign ad, was, like, two weeks ago. There was, you know, they have a billionaire on there talking about how his— tax rates will change and he starts crying and i'm like you know elizabeth warren makes billionaires cry yeah. that's, it. that's it that's your that's your yeah. slogan yeah. just keep showing on loop those videos of her f- like flogging bankers in, yeah. the, in the senate by the way i want to point out that 65 percent of de- democrats uh, found that the field of candidates is good <laughs> or excellent mm-hmm. um 25 percent said their sense was that the field was fair and only five percent said they had a poor impression mm-hmm. so and that five percent are running for president <laughs> now in the democratic <laughs> primary They're all so we don't need Bloomberg. Like, it's also the whole, the I, the notion that someone's going to come in at this late stage is so insulting because the candidates are fucking <laughs> yeah. good. And they've been, like, grinding for almost a year. And, they and they're plans. dealing with Trump Don't... nicknames, you know, <laughs> trying to avoid that. He's li- Bloomberg is literally late stage capitalism uh, for the Democratic uh, primary. Uh, consolidation of industry. Late st- <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is the thinking. It's like, oh, and then I'm, I'm reading coverage on it. They're like, well, maybe he is the most viable candidate yeah. that could actually, you know, really beat Trump in the general. We need to think with our heads. And I know Democrats like to think with their hearts when they're picking a and candidate. I, I want to like, know what Deval Patrick is reading, watching or smoking to, to wake up yesterday and be like, you know, you know what this primary needs? Me. Yeah. And I have uh, very little name recognition, uh, no fundraising, and I uh, and work some, for Bain Capital. And someone from my state is already running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but he's, like, but he's like, I'm good friends with Obama, and I'm going to be like Obama no, and, look, and, and not Patrick. have an ideological stand on stuff. That's not what we want right now. It is weird that he took that job at Bain Capital went with presidential aspirations. I mean, come on. Hey, come on. But, uh, Read the room. I also, look, <laughs> and Deval Patrick is beloved, and he is buds with Obama, mm-hmm. and he was seen as like maybe a second coming of Obama type person. He said months ago, I will not be running. The campaign process is brutal. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And now this is like a turnaround. And, and it is one of these things of like, 
I'm just like, how much better are you than literally any of them? Like, I, you're a good guy. I get it. But like, what? And so uh, to me, it's just um, this kind of self-congratulatory, yeah. like, you know, I, 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 why do you have this arrogance, you know? And, well, and it, and it re- that's what it is, to, reads to me in both cases as arrogance. Arrogance born out of extreme wealth and then arrogance born out of like some misapprehension about what is happening with the field of of candidates? Do you think it's for exposure too? Is he just doing it to get like up his profile, his name recognition? <sighs> I mean, we're talking about Deval Patrick, so you can't yeah. argue against. How many that. works for Bain Capital? Can he just buy a publicist and make that happen yeah. for himself, I exposure mean, wise? <laughs> in all fairness, before that, he worked for Texaco, so he's obviously <laughs> he's balancing. <laughs> Look, he's, he's got a very balanced portfolio. Dude, okay. <laughs> Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren would fucking cure that no, dude. And I don't and look. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'd I'm almost just, be in favor in, in favor of that. I just want to like see Bloomberg, him on the podium between Bernie I, Sanders and Elizabeth. Warren. I would almost be in favor of it if it were like a strategy from the Warren campaign to get Bloomberg and Deval Patrick on the stage with her so she can eviscerate them. <laughs> yes. A long time. <laughs> Um, no, I like that. Uh, okay. There's your conspiracy I also, theory. I want to, so, and again, I don't know, but of all, Patrick, I haven't done enough reading about him. Honestly, he wasn't my governor. So like, yeah. I, he could fucking my be great. I don't, please. He's fine. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Not my governor, man. <laughs> he was, he was fine. He was, he was fine. fine. He was fine with a capital F. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, can I also point out something? I've gotten some emails from people. <laughs> About my treatment of Pete Buttigieg oh. and Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to say to listeners who are fans of those two, I don't mean to like, and I've tried to emphasize this with every time we talk about a candidate, I would vote for Pete Buttigieg gleefully, who vote for Bernie Sanders gleefully. If that's what it what I it am comes voting to, for the Democrat. I, I don't know. <laughs> like that's... I will, I'll fucking vote for Tom Steyer. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't, I'll fucking, I don't care. I'll do it. If I have to do it, that's what I'll do. I'm going with the D. I'm going, so, so, um, and, but I, and I, and I also have tried to, and hopefully, and it's maybe I failed to point out that I really do respect his, his service, Pete Buttigieg. Um, I do think that it's not his time. I, you know, um, but I, and I, and I have referred to him as booty geek because, and this is, this is a personal joke for me because I'm named the Gein Farsad. My entire life, no one has said my name correctly, literally ever. And because, and I think it's funny that there's a guy with a crazy name and everyone says it correctly every fucking time. They learned it so they fast. They certainly learned it so fast. So the entire country is ah. like, Buttigieg, Buttigieg, Buttigieg. And I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if I'm just like a random idiot who says booty geek. And so it was a personal <laughs> joke for me and having a difficult name. I don't know. So, and it just sounds funny. So I've all, so I've said booty geek, but I don't mean it in disrespect. And how many I do respect Shyamalan him. jokes have people been making for 30 years? Right, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Like people have refused to learn how to say his name. Yeah. <laughs> but like you make fun of Mayor Pete's name or whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, my point is, I hear you, listeners of Fake <laughs> okay. the Nation, who are fans of, of Mayor Pete, mm-hmm. fans of Bernie. Uh, I respect both of them. Um, and I'm sorry if it came off they otherwise. Have great, look, they have great 
they have great things, but I mean, they have great things. They have great. They, have they great do things. have great things. I just think Elizabeth Warren has better things, sure. but they also have great things. And I, in, and if I had to go with a number two, I think Kamala Harris has yeah. better things. But this but is anyway, the point of a primary. But this is the, the, the point, the, of, a the point of a primary. So, anyways, I'm sorry, and I do want everyone, uh, all the voices. And, and we've had an un, unnaturally large number of Warren supporters in these seats. Yeah. I, just, is it a New I York do love, thing? I, I don't well, know. I love Harris. I, I actually really liked. Harris too, yeah, and I too. my part of the reason I liked liked her was what she was able to accomplish as a prosecutor navigating through that system. And I think when you have a bunch of criminals in the White House, it might be very like I know that people was like, "Oh, Kamala's a cop." It's a like good, I maybe we instinct. need like a yeah, good yeah. cop. People got upset with you because you were joking about pronouncing his last name. <laughs> I mean, no, no. I think I was generally, no, I think it's, uh, I mean, that was part of it, but like, that was a minor, minor part of it. I think the larger part is that I wrote these gentlemen off. Okay. And, uh, and I wasn't trying to, and I've tried to emphasize every time something good that I do think about them, but you know, I you probably haven't been from, doing a good job. Yeah. You can't go from mayor to president. That's like someone doing comedy for like one year. <laughs> Getting like a late night set. You're like, oh my God, yeah. this is infuriating. It's Look, happened. I, I will say though that, I, I mean, I, I don't think you can write anyone off. I don't think there are rules. I'm, not any, I don't think I'm saying, yeah. I don't think there are rules anymore. We can yeah. say whatever we want, but like, you know, I'll tell you that. We're living uh, in chaos. The Bernie Sanders AOC rally in Queens was. There's a lot of good energy there. It's like yeah, 25,000 no, people. it would be exciting to have him in office. Um, more exciting for Elizabeth Warren. All right. Uh, <laughs> let us move on to our next, our final topic. Harry? This is an epic length. <laughs> I know. Look, at guys, you're getting four I topics love, today. I love Fucking this. deal with it. Whoa. But we're going to go short. We're try- I'm trying to go short. Did I go short on the other ones? I tried to go short. <laughs> I did. I did. By okay. short, you only went, we only went 20 minutes over. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know when there's what? just so much talent in the room, what are you going to fucking do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Spinning gold here. Okay, so this story is a couple of weeks old, but I still really want to talk about it. Um, House Representative Katie Hill, a Democrat from California, resigned after just 10 months in office amidst allegations of an affair with a staffer. Um, but it's more complicated than that because apparently her estranged husband released pictures, or, you know, her estranged husband did release pictures of her naked, mm-hmm. um, engaging, I guess, in a throuple. Um, Hill claims that she did have a consensual relationship with a campaign staffer. But this separate person that is a current Hill staffer, she did not have a relationship with and that that's fabricated and it's just a part of this kind of revenge porn um, tactic by her husband who she's divorcing. Um, All right. So that's the the weird story. And the reason I want to talk about it because it just seems like we're at such an interesting point for this type of story Mm -hmm. and that she resigned. I almost – I felt like – wasn't necessary. Um, and I just wondered, what did you guys think about this resignation and was it warranted? It pissed me off. I mean, it, it, um, I, I think this is, this is also a larger problem with the double standard. Mm-hmm. Here she was, not the type of candidate who was supposed to win, um, much younger. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, we're getting into this problem with millennials as well in office where we're going to have a situation where most everyone, has pictures out there or has yeah. engaged in stuff and they don't they don't care as much. They've so they've called Pete Buttigieg Pete Booty Geek or Pete Pete Booty Geek is what I do normally do. Sorry, go ahead. People, uh, people don't care. And, yeah. <laughs> Some people might. Yeah, but yeah. the majority of people are like whatever, that's what we all did now. So I think that uh, yeah, it's almost weird if you don't. It's like a real incel move not to have some dick pics out there. Right? (laughs) 
<laughs> I do not endorse reckless sending of dick pics. But the fact is, if she were a man, we'd be talking about invasion of privacy. Yeah. And we'd be talking yeah. about uh, we'd be talking about uh, how her personal life or we've talked about how his personal life doesn't impact his professional life and there should be a separation and blah, 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 blah. And that's not what we do. We, we, we have these different set of standards and there's still a lot to overcome with that. And hopefully this has brought things to a lie. I think by her resigning, it's actually brought this issue to a much larger forefront for people. And hopefully we can actually have a, a an adult conversation about the adult content and why that that's not appropriate that it was put out there. It wasn't appropriate that it was shared. It was. It is in fact illegal. Yeah. illegal. And she's and she is pursuing it. The she's legal battle the for it. She's the victim of a crime. And the thing it is, is illegal in and California. What sucks, for, for, yeah, to, uh, it's illegal in like forty one states. Yeah. And it sucks that base. What I think the resignation that was. You know, probably I imagine House leadership was in favor of her resignation. And it's and I what I'm what I feel feel like has happened is that we've said revenge porn is out there and we're allowing it to work. Right. And that's what sucks about this situ about this particular situation. Yeah. John. Well, she didn't. It's, I mean, OK, she even she acknowledges that. OK, was it an unethical thing for me to have a sexual relationship with this uh, campaign staffer? Uh, she says that it was against her best judgment, even though it was consensual. But there's no actually rule or law against that. The specific rule or law is against uh, having sexual relations with a subordinate that's part of your congressional staff. Right. Yeah. Right. So because it's a because it's because it's an issue of power. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that she should have been forced to uh, resign over it. And I think that the reason that she did it was because there was potentially going to be more content that was going to be released, released and leaked yeah. and right. stuff like that. So she didn't want to bring more, you know, kind of pain into the life of people around her family and stuff right. like and the, that. And her district. Right. Yeah. And her district. So I think it's unfortunate because, you know, she was the first openly bisexual, uh, you know, person in Congress. And it's just going to set back. The bisexual movement, and they're going to be persecuted for just wanting to have but sex with everybody. Let's can 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 we also? <laughs> I mean, can we can we Which also? Which is not our main takeaway about this story, but yes. But it could be because the fact is, she was liberated, yeah. from an abusive relationship. Yeah, this guy's a monster. I mean, yeah, she, you know, as she spoke about, she herself was taking ownership of her life. She was taking ownership. Of her sexuality, she was taking, uh, and and that was taken away from her. Something that she had gained, something yeah. she had fought for, was yeah. taken away from her. She again is the victim of a crime, possibly yeah. multiple crimes. And this is, you know, the 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 message of like, you know, hey, sorry you got robbed, lock your doors. Just doesn't cut it anymore. The, you know, the other interesting yeah. thing is is just like the. There is a double standard in also who we care does this thing, right? Because Donnie, obviously, there's um, accusations against him and he's our president. Um, but also, the same level person, California Representative Duncan Hunter, mm -hmm. um, had is alleged to have had numerous affairs with a member of his staff, um, the aid of like another Republican member of Congress, mm -hmm. several lobbyists. Um, the Justice Department charged Hunter with illegally using campaign funds to pay for everything um, from vacations to boozing habits and all and, and to, to finance these affairs. Um, and despite all of that, 
he is still um, in office. Right. He's yeah. going to go to, there's going to be a trial and all that. And I, I get, and, and in like the Al Franken situation where I think, why don't we let due process, as Democrats, it, there's now a couple of instances where we're not letting due process run its course. And I, and maybe this was really Katie Hill's choice. She's like, I don't want to go through that. And maybe that's it. I think it's more, I actually think it's more nefarious because don't, don't forget, she wasn't just a, a, a congressperson. She was the vice chair of the oversight committee. The vice chair of the oversight committee that just suddenly lost their chairman in Elijah Cummings. Yeah. yeah. And who else sits on uh, the oversight committee? AOC, Tlaib. Yeah. Um, these are people who have been targeted specifically, not just for who they are, but for the power that they wield in Congress. They have giant targets on their backs and people who are in these positions of power who the old guard doesn't feel should have this power. And by that, I mean, like Republicans, they're they're going guns blazing. They're digging up shit on every single congressperson. They're going to go after them for whatever it is that they can get on them and they will keep hammering it. And so I don't think it's just about her. And also, I think this is a larger problem. The red state, by the way, is the one who published Mm -hmm. the photos. And they're um, also kind of working with her earlier with her uh, rival in the race Mm -hmm. um, in 2018. So there is a lot of like. You know, yeah. and she did say that shenanigans. She was dealing with a lot of like political operatives that yeah. were out to get her and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, you're right. That that the hunt, the representative, uh, that hunter guy, Duncan Hunter, Duncan yeah. Hunter. Yeah, he he yeah, he's had the uh, the ability or the I guess the, honestly, it's the the privilege to be able to just deny all of sure. these charges. He may ultimately, you know, get you know convicted of something and may may yeah. resign but the he's president been able. is accused of yeah. 23 separate rape and sexual assault allegations yeah and he's gonna skate through that so you know they and by the way the, the republicans don't give a shit they don't give a shit about these types of things they only care if it can be used against democrats this isn't about ethics this isn't about morality this isn't about your personal behavior this is about you're a democrat we will go after you with whatever we have on you and yeah. we'll defend our people because we're we're just hyper partisan and she absolutely was a rising star in the freshman class of mm-hmm. yeah people. and yeah. i also think it's interesting i mean it's, things are going to have to change in terms well things will change in terms of our relationship with photos like because there, it's like it's interesting because millennials have less sex overall, but the sex they do have, they fucking photograph the shit out of it. And so, <laughs> hey, it's quality, not quantity. <laughs> um, and so there is, there's gonna Sometimes be. Sometimes it's neither. All right. Oh. I, I think at one point. <laughs> I totally think that eventually it'll just be like campaigns will be like, and these are the sex photos that we're releasing. You right. know what I mean? Like, I just it's, can't, I just can't uh, wait to the end. That's in your announcement. They're going to they're gonna be up there with yeah, the American yeah. flag yeah, yeah, and their sex photos. Just get ahead of the sex photos. They're there. Here if they everybody's are. naked, nobody's naked. If everybody's naked, nobody's Or just when the NSA releases the jerk-off files. <laughs> <laughs> the masturbation files. <laughs> the whole what, I, I think I would watch a lot more announcement. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I would watch a lot more announcements if, like, it came with like dick pics and tip shots and stuff. Of like, oh, okay. Um, uh, all right. <laughs> Bold well, choice. We, I guess, choice, I guess indeed. the we have agreed that the three of us are sad that this is how it the outcome. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. So uh, up the republic. Um. Yeah. Let's guys. And also the other thing is just the last point here. 
there's the 20, the, the rule about not dating staffers came in 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a very fresh new rule. Um, and uh, and I understand it, right? And of course, a woman was the first one to pay uh, the the price for it. That's pretty crazy. That's just crazy. That is because it's actually there to <laughs> to protect again, to protect a, from these pre- these predatory men who have been doing this for centuries. And there was still predator- <laughs> that's so crazy. And there was still You're predatory right. men because it was a revenge porn mm-hmm. plot. And it was. And she's still she again. She's the victim of a crime. Oh god, uh, it's, just, yeah, it's infuriating. It's very infuriating. So anyway, and I and I, uh, but I, it's interesting though. From a, just a human standpoint, as someone who totally like made out with coworkers when I at my first and second and third job, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get so many jobs, people. People who are, and, and also like uh, you so know, you're around. You guys are out on the road. You're grinding. You're trying to get elected. It's well, I mean, it's like well, and there's no rule about campaigns, so nah, I guess yeah. you know. And I can imagine there's so much fucking on campaigns. There has to be. Um, you're on a bus. <laughs> The best place to fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's just science. <laughs> I just feel like there. I there. I would like for there to be a body that that really does investigate these things. Because it's, what if they're like there? There, there are a couple of bodies. I, mean, <laughs> I know. I bet I want this rule. I want the due process to function because in some cases. It may just be that if you end up dating the staffer of another congressperson's staff, like, this is ma- such and a, maybe they're in love. This is such know. a democratic like, r- rom com a- way of looking at it. And I uh, hate myself because I understand the rule completely. Oh, but you're said that's such a democratic response of like, we'll just make another rule to fix it. It's like the system, <laughs> we are in a fucking gunfight and we're holding. You know, we're no, not, we I don't know. even we have like no, cheese graters it. here. Like there's, <laughs> I get it. we are not prepared for the shitstorm that is coming at all of us. I get it. Like we need to like prepare. Like it's the fucking Terminators coming. We got to John Connor the fuck out of this shit. We got to like make ourselves ready for what's coming yeah. and been, stop uh, giving in to the bullshit. I've been doing yoga classes. <laughs> <laughs> were they were they hot yoga? No, <laughs> no, normal normal temperature <laughs> yoga. <laughs> um, all right, you guys. Uh, let us know what you think about this uh, Katie Hill resignation. Are you guys as sad as we are? We're sad. Um, so, you guys, that's the end of the show. How do you feel? This is really fun. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's kind of it ridiculous. Great. Informative. Funny, unhinged, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, I, is someone fucking crafting an Apple podcast review or what? I feel like I yelled a lot. I yeah. feel like we all yelled a bunch. We did. But it felt good. Um, I want for the people of Fake the Nation to love you guys and follow everything you do as much as I do. Uh, Donald O'Donnell, where do they do that? Okay. So, yeah, just all social media is at the real JFOD, uh, JFOD. And if you guys want to get my comedy special, go to jfodcomedyspecial.com. And I'm going to give the Fake the Nation listeners the promo code to get it free. Everybody loves promo codes. Uh, Oh, and this gets it for free. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. At checkout, guys, uh, the promo code is capital J-F-O-D, lowercase special. So JFOD special, no space. Wow. Do it, you guys. You are going to enjoy this special. I promise. It's good. Uh, Benari. You can follow me on uh, Twitter or Instagram at Benari Lee, B-E-N-A-R-I-L-E-E. And I'll, uh, you know, let you know what I'm up to. And And uh, probably make jokes about Chuck Todd. Remember, he's going to be in Florida next weekend. And 
can just look at all of his things because he's performing all the time and you can see him perform and it's such a fantastic experience. Um, you guys know where I am on all of the th- social medias. Um, I'm also going to be doing an Elizabeth Warren fundraising show in New York City on Monday. Um, so please uh, look look that up. Um, I would love to see you guys in the audience. I would love for you guys to support my candidate. Um, though in the general election, I will gleefully <laughs> do stand up for anyone uh, that is a Democrat. Throwing that out there now. <laughs> um, and... Um, let me see. Oh, it's gonna be so sad when you're doing. Now, I'd like to introduce Michael Bloomberg. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so sad. I don't think. Don't let that happen, America. Come on, please. Yeah, he's really rich. Welcome to the stage. Um, <laughs> I can't afford my apartment you know thanks him. to this man. <laughs> <laughs> Please welcome to the stage. <laughs> um, all right, you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna write this up. Um, okay, you guys. Uh, I would, what I would really like to do, though, is thank the people that make this show happen every week. That's our producer, Harry Nelson, our talented audio engineer, Andy Christens, Gabby Alterotter, theme music, Lily Fleshler helps with research, and you guys, we love your feedback. Please send us your uh, guest ideas. Your just your your feedback on on how I'm doing. Um, I do really appreciate that, and and uh, you know, even though sometimes it hurts a little. I really do appreciate it because it helps me make the show better. Um, and that's what I want to do every week. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at 347-770-4981. You can drop us a line at commentsoffaithinnation.com. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because it really does help people find the show. And I believe John O'Donnell was crafting a great review earlier that uh, you can just go ahead and... Just um, use that. Yeah, that's just yours. Just use yeah. that. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Just copy and paste. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, thank you and good day. Hey, 